Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Studio on iHeartRadio. My name is Jordan Runtog, but enough about me. My guests today have just released their latest album, Every Shade of Blue, which is one of the all-time great late-night records. Introspective, retrospective, imaginative, and intimate. These are all qualities we've come to know and love from the folk pop group, who just celebrated the 11th anniversary of their debut this month. In a sense, Every Shade of Blue is a homecoming, recorded in the same Seattle studio where they recorded their first two records. But their growth and penchant for musical reinvention remains strong. Their latest is packed with lush cinematic orchestrations and a surplus of huge hooks. As the title suggests, the lyrics examine the full spectrum of emotion and the degrees to which we connect with our friends and loved ones, potent topics giving our lengthy period of global disconnection. It's been a long year, the wrong year to be left alone, they sing on the stirring title track. Another favorite is Virginia, Wind in the Night, an ode to the sense of comfort one feels when returning to the place that shaped you. It's particularly affecting given the last two years, which have forced all of us to redefine our relationship to home. I'm so happy to welcome Jonathan and Charity from the Head and the Heart. I hope you enjoy our conversation. It is such a pleasure to speak to you, and it is such a pleasure to hear your incredible music. I know we're we're speaking uh, a few months before Every Shade of Blue is actually due out, but I was lucky enough to to hear it. And while listening to it, the word that came into my mind, and it's an overused word, but I feel like it's the most appropriate now, is just 
epic. I mean, not, not only just the length of the album, but the sound, it just envelops you. It's so cinematic. It's just so huge and warm. I mean, there are intimate moments on it, but just overall, sonically. Was there an intent during these sessions to make this like just such a big statement? I don't know that anyone had any idea or, or yeah. ability to uh, see into the future, especially in 2020. Um, yeah. uh, to be honest with you, it's taken so many zigzags. I mean, you know, when I listen to it back, um, like I'm still very much aware of like there's batches of songs we did. Like, like oh, these three songs we did with Andrew Sarlo, and, and those were the first songs we did remotely, and we had no idea if it would work what we were doing, because we all kind of had to become like our own, you know, engineer at home, and then we would send it to the producer, and he could kind of help doctor things if necessary. Um, So it was, a lot of it was kind of done in patches, and then um, as things started to evolve, which I am always relatively confident about, like once you start doing, um, you just kind of keep going, it sort of presents like what, what it's becoming to you. Um, and then you can kind of start leaning in or steering, but for, I, I'd say for a while it was it was um, it was pretty I don't know anchorless at first, um, and it didn't feel g- good or bad because again it was like the start of a pandemic and no one really knew what was happening at all. So um, I don't know if that answers your question or Charity, if you have any better insights or. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I think I think our original in- intention was, yeah, to kind of like work with different producers, you know, and just collaborators. And so our first thing on the books was supposed to be in person with Andrew Sarlo to do like six songs. And because that was the first thing on the books and we were going to do it like north of Seattle um, in a studio that we had like done a music video at, but had never actually recorded the band so that was like kind of, that was pretty exciting. But then it was like April, 2020, and we we're like, we can't really do this. And so then we moved things to remote and that just opened a whole new world of like, we don't know how this is gonna go, what this will produce, but we're just going for it, you know, because we, we, we can and we're inspired and we have songs, you know, and um, to start to like working on and, um, so yeah, we kind of did a lot of batch stuff that was mostly remote, and then we got together physically, and we kind of ebbed and flow. Like we we talked about, let's release a bunch of songs, you know, like do the whole rainbow and myriad of things, or no, let's let's do be a little more cohesive and do a shorter album, and we just kind of back and forth, back and forth, and then finally landed like on where I think we all feel like truly like this feels representative of the time and of the band, and you know. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's an epic uh, arc of <laughs> tunes on there. I mean, being forced to to work in this whole new way—I mean, working remotely—is probably something you wouldn't ordinarily choose to do. But because you're in this new space, was that liberating in any kind of way? Because you know, new approach leads to new ideas and new ways of looking at things. Yeah, <laughs> you look at me. <laughs> I mean, it yeah it depends on the person you ask in the band, you know. Um, for me personally, um, and I know a couple others, it, or it felt really liberating because, you know, there were just less cooks in the, in the physical kitchen. Um, and so it, it kind of, I felt like I could be a bit freer to just throw a bunch of paint at the wall, you know, and then wait a couple days for the response versus kind of 
it happening in real time, you know? Um, and I think that just where I'm at personally, artistically, that felt really free um, to like be able uh, to be able to take more risks and not like fear that there's going to be this kind of like the critique in real time, I guess, you know? Oh, wow. I hadn't um, thought of that. Yeah. And so that's my personal response. You know, I know in the process, like, and that this is great. I love doing an interview with John and the fact that, that we're both able to be present because we are like very, very opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, both Pisces, but you know, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know, so, so you should, so John, what is your response to that? Question? Hated it. Effing hated it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it, uh, I think I have like a, maybe a balance of enjoying both because for me, I was sort of, I was already kind of using like writing and recording at home as my kind of current way of writing. Like instead of having like just a guitar or a piano, and just kind of banging out until you had all your lyrics. I was I was starting to become more of that type of writer where I would use like a drum loop or a progression and just turn turn a drum sound into a into a saxophone and just let that loop for 20 minutes and then throw a weird cadence out. Because I was really trying to get away from cadences and melodies that I was locked into from the last four records. So I was already kind of experimenting with working alone at home. Um but in terms of like, once you have that sort of starting point, I actually personally love the immediacy of like, oh, I thought what I was doing was what I wanted to do. And then I heard Chris come in with a bass idea or Tyler, you know, on drums would sense before I would that like, all right, bro, your verse is long enough. Hit me with a pre-chorus. And by his fill, I know what that means. So I do start to sort of miss some of that immediate collaboration. Um, but that being said, I also am just one of those people who kind of thrives in um, the immediacy of like friction. And it's like, for, not, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but like, I tend to, I tend to enjoy like, um, cool, that part of your idea was great. I don't like the second half. And I like to know that like, as soon as possible. And then I'm just like, cool, cool, cool. Let's figure out the second half. Um, so I kind of missed some of that. But to be honest with you, to see, you know, the, the sort of opposite end of the spectrum band members really thrive and kind of come to life in a way that I, that I hadn't been able to see um, in, in some time, I feel like it's like, it's totally worth it. Like, because I was just listening to Charity, you know, describe her her perspective, and I was just immediately thinking of some some of your lyrics and melodies on some of these songs that I remember first hearing them, and I was so blown blown away by them because they just felt like like a it just felt like very innovative as to what I imagined you doing. So um, yeah, I think I think it was it was great to see other people shine in that in that new sort of arena of intimacy. Yeah, I feel like I feel like, you know, as I kind of like understand more about myself, I guess, and as an artist, you know, like when we were able to work in the home studio, Maddie, my partner who's also in the band, we we actually finished our home studio February, January, February of 2020. Um Good timing. Good yeah, planned timing. And uh uh you know, I think that I just realized that I really like my I can flow just independently and I'll like just a bunch of ideas will just like come to me in a short amount of time 
And so it was really great to be like, Maddie, you know, was able to engineer me while I was recording, tracking. Um, So it was even more seamless. And that way I could just like get all the ideas down, you know, like just that funnel them all, you know, without where I think when we are kind of in a, a in a, in a in-person full band situation, it's just like, it is a little bit more collaborative, which is great and healthy, but you know, you know, I'm I just realized that like for my voice, I can rattle off a bunch of shit, just, you know, all at once. And then, <laughs> and then have the delayed feedback, but you know. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. It's always so interesting here, everybody. I mean, just all the many ways that songs can come together. And I know it sounds like that when you finally did get in a room together, the studio you were in was Studio Litho in Seattle, where you recorded, I think, your first two albums. And I think you also used the same engineer, uh, Sean Simmons, right? How, how did that impact the session? Was there a sense of of homecoming and comfort that, you know, made you feel, you know, kind of the opposite of, of working at home before? Instead of having this new approach, was there something comforting about returning back to something more familiar after the, you know, however long it was, year and a half of 
uncertainty and all of that. I imagine that must have had a really uh, comforting effect. Yeah, yeah, I feel, I mean, it's interesting. I think that like home, whether not consciously kind of is, is part of the theme, uh, it kind of, kind of our interpret our relationship with home and understanding of home, you know, and I think for so many of us in pandemic times, we had a new found relationship with home. If you're privileged enough to, to stay at home and, um, you know, I think even like the, Virginia went in the night song, you know, it, it kind of on a, you know, in that kind of micro level, that song kind of deals with that relationship. And I think just the idea of coming back home to our first, to Seattle, to Studio Litho to do this, um, you know, also has that theme. And, and, and I think it was definitely comforting, but it was exciting because, you know, we hadn't seen, we'd kind of seen Sean a bit, but we hadn't worked with him since those earlier days. And we also brought in Jesse from LA, you know, and it was like this fresh new, not home perspective to kind of into our, into our like original home uh, uh, back there. So it was, it kind of felt like a cool, a fresh, healthy juxtaposition um, uh, in, in that kind of that relationship. Sort but, of like um, a, a foot in the past and a, and a foot in the future, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, exactly. You almost verbatim uh, answered my next question, which was is pretty astonishing. Talking about how the last two years have really altered, you know, all of our definitions of home. But I imagine, especially for for touring musicians, it must have been a really interesting adjustment and and a change for you. Um, how how was that for you adjusting to that? Well, I think my wife and I are going to have like separation anxiety. <laughs> the minute I leave for more than three hours. Um, which was interesting because at first, I don't think we had ever spent more than six weeks consecutively together. And we've been together for six years. So, um, you know, because she's used to me being around for a month, then I go on tour for a month. Um, and typically she would wake up and go to the office and I would rearrange the... <laughs> apartment into a studio and then I'd tear it down and she'd come home. Um, so yeah, it was a really interesting change. Um, I mean, on a, on a personal level, I think it sort of created this sort of combustion or like, maybe not combustion or maybe that too, but like this sort of bottleneck of like, all right, we're in this skinny situation. Like, you know, some of those things that you kind of put off, you're like, I'll deal with that when I come back. There's no that. <laughs> you, you just have to deal with it. You know, and you can just start chipping away at it. Um, so it sort of forced your hand to um, to start, you know, working on yourself, working on your relationships, and um, and um, but at the, you know, on the other side, it was like our identity has been wrapped up in being performers for over a decade. And that was pretty. That was a pretty hard land, hard fall, I'd say, uh, for me. Um, just sort of, what is my purpose? Um, I'm a very like goal oriented person. I can like, I remember watching uh, Michael Jordan's uh, documentary, hmm. and he would create these like real or false rifts between him and a player, uh, an opponent, just so he would like get himself to that that level he needed to get at. And I was like, "Fuck, that's what I do." That, not, I'm not comparing myself to Michael Jordan because one of a kind man there. But like, 
in a way, I do that similar thing, and it's kind of hard to do that without this sort of competitive <laughs> nature that ends every single one of my nights when I'm on tour. And I was like, damn, I need to just, like, I have to learn how to just... The sine wave becomes, like, the peaks and valleys are shorter now, and ha- and it was hard for me to cope with. I'm, I'm, I do really well with, like, high Cs. Um, or at least I thought I did well. I don't think I was doing well, but... <laughs> I felt alive, let's say, put it that way. Um, so, yeah, it was a challenging but beautiful and grounding um, eventual process, I think, on my end. Mm-hmm. You go, new mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's interesting. As soon as you said the word identity, you know, that yeah. that was exactly what came to mind for me, is like literally what we do. <laughs> our musical identity, you know, stripped from us. Like we weren't able to, to kind of go on the road and do what we were used to doing and, um, and exercising that. And, um, which ironically for me personally, I kind of hit an, was having an existential crisis before 2020, uh, which led in perfectly to this bed of time where I could, um, uh, have like just more space to kind of process that and I think as a band you know because of that time and space and uncertainty um and being kind of off that carousel like of tour uh I think that we started to kind of try and identify what our identity is collectively and and accepting that you know and I think that Every Shade of Blue is so much an extension of, of that process. I mean, you mentioned earlier that, you know, a sense of homecoming is sort of something that shows up in this album. When we're speaking now, it's just a few days after you released your latest single, Virginia, Wind the Night, uh, which seemed to have, you know, these themes of being grounded in the place that you're from. Can you tell me more about that song? It's an incredible track. Yeah. Thank, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I... You know, it's interesting... It's it's almost for me is sort of this like when I met my wife I met her in Chicago sort of we mo- we both met on neutral ground I'm from Virginia she's from San Francisco and when I started when we started dating I sort of just eventually wound up in San Francisco because she had the sort of more nine to five she's very much placed here with her work and I could kind of float around and I didn't really I don't I don't know that I understood how much that was going to affect me. You talk about identity as well. I mean, I just started realizing that some of these in Richmond, Virginia, it's not like a small town, but it kind of really actually is like a tiny city. It is a tiny city, but I never really looked at it that way. So a lot of these like mannerisms, like looking people in the eye when you walk by them on the street, like you live in New York, so you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. But living in in Richmond <laughs> and like knowing your neighbors and saying hello, or just like just really things that even as I say them out loud, don't really seem that substantial when they all kind of add up and then that whole stack isn't really relevant to where you move, like somewhere like A, it's the West Coast, B, it's San Francisco, um, quicker pace, a much more dense population, um, mostly transitory, right? Like I feel like most of these people aren't from here. So a lot of them are now, post after the pandemic, a lot of people left who were just kind of chilling. But... Um, it just created a whole new identity of, of what you're supposed to be like in a place. And I really didn't relate to it. I've grown to kind of acclimate, but long... Isn't that your bedroom? 
And yeah, well, I'm like, yeah, we're going back, baby. Um, I'm playing the long game. You know what I'm saying? It's all about that long game. <laughs> um, so Vir- the song Virginia, Wind in the Night, is, is kind of like, I, I think when I wrote that song at that point, I wasn't sure if I was ever going to be able to return to that feeling, that, that sense of grounding, that sense of place where I feel so rooted in a way that I really didn't anticipate. Um, like the like verse two is like, traveled all over in my life, but nothing slowed me down. This place that I used to love, well, it's just another town. Like, that's legitimately how I, I thought I needed to accept that. Which, by the way, that line made my mom cry because she was just like, no, he's never coming <laughs> back. Because my mom lives there. Um, but that's like, so I, that's kind of, for me, it was like, I was just like, well, I'm an adult. Like, that's what you have to do. You have to move away. You've got to accept things as they are. You know, buck up. Like, your wife's family is out here. You can visit your family over there. So for me, it was sort of this, like, identity crisis in itself of, holy shit, what do I do? This place is really who I am. But I've built such a, an extension of who I am in a completely different part of the country. Um, and it was me grappling with that is what the song is about for me personally. And was this something that, it's interesting now, I mean, hearing about how everybody's relationship to home shifted during the pandemic, I mean, was that sentiment, uh, was the song written in the midst of the pandemic? Did that have any influence on that? Or was that actually before when you were more, you know, on the road? And It was, it was written before, um, it was recorded during, um, yeah. So I had kind of been working on it. I had... I had bits and pieces of it from probably like, I don't know, three or four years ago and didn't really know how to form it into a song. And then eventually it made itself into a, into a, into a finished song. So yeah, it was written before the pandemic, but, and then we recorded it remotely like within the first year of the pandemic. That was an amazing track. I mean, I, I, I'm always curious how bands choose their their first single to release, which in this case is, is the title track, and that was released uh, in uh, January. Um, because obviously, first impressions are important, either you know from a musical standpoint or just from the message of the song. It could mean something that really is kind of a signpost to what this album tackles. Tell me more about the title track. I mean, I know it it it, it sounds like it's more about trying to kind of peel back the getting to know pe- the different shades of people in a way, and the shades of of a, of a person that you're close to, yeah, I, I I love that question or just that 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 thought because I think about that too every time I hear a band, whether I know them as friends or they're just a band that I I listen to, I'm always like, okay, that's the first you one you want that for a reason, yeah. yeah. And what is that reason? Because it's, it's never right or wrong; it's just what they want to do with it. And I feel like the meaning of every shade of blue, the the song. And then why did we choose to put that out first? Or kind of two different animals. Like, because I feel like at that point, you know, we could have put out any of these songs first, but in terms of where like the climate or the like social consciousness felt, whether it's a mood or a color or just literally, something about that song just felt like what we were moving out of. It's a very like somber, sort of purpley blue feeling to me and that's just kind of how like january like i was just imagining hopefully we're at the tail end of this of this mostly uh mostly a you know kind of a struggle feeling of a pandemic and then we wanted to sort of work our way towards something a little more bright joyful lighter so that one just felt like a like the mood of the social climate 
you know, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe too much to to uh, claim to know, but um, I don't know. Does that make any sense? <laughs> we're emerging. We're emerging from the sea, and now we're starting to climb uphill. There we go. Yeah, I really wish I could I could give you a response. Evolutionary four words. That's good. <laughs> Charity's taking this for the rest of you. I'll just I'll just be listening. I mean, the color element is so interesting to me. I mean, especially blue has a really storied past in music, from Miles Davis to Joni Mitchell to you know Carl Perkins and blue suede shoes. I mean, it it's definitely uh, you know oh, to Mac yeah. Miller. <laughs> oh my God, I did actually think. All right, all right. It's it's like one of many Miles Davis. Books that I have, I'm obsessed with Miles Davis. Is there an element of uh, of synesthesia when when either of you are writing? Is that something that's at play when uh, when you work? Massively for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You too. That's Charity? so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. That makes sense. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I was uh, I was recently reading the uh, the Paul McCartney book uh, about his lyrics, which which is like you know fifteen hundred pages, and it, it, it's so cool. I mean, he's talking about all the stories behind his songs, and I was struck by how often many of his song, either melodies or just lyrical ideas, came to him in dreams. And I just thought that was interesting. Although I guess there's probably a, a deep connection between the subconscious and creativity, so maybe that's not that unusual. But I was just want to ask you, what are some of the most interesting or unique circumstances that uh, song ideas have come to you? The early morning, late evening dream state is like fertile ground, I think, for, uh, you know, inspiration for, for me personally. I ho- just totally, I think I, just because that subconscious, I'm, 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 I'm so self-critical, you know, I think, um, 
it's it it keeps me from becoming prolific and and mm. I think I think that in the dream state I'm not you know my own personal critic is is half asleep so I think <laughs> I think that I'm able to receive and and kind of put have more of an output you know um yeah I love I totally identify with the dream state of inspiration yeah I I mean Sometimes it's like, yeah, sometimes it's something sort of more profound like that. And then sometimes it's literally when I'm just like doing dishes. <laughs> I think when I'm not... It's when you let go. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think it goes kind of to that subconscious sort of subconscious, thing yeah. like you're saying as well, Charity, where like, I'm not focused on me, I'm not focused on what I've done in the past or what I need to be doing. It's literally just like a very mechanical motion. I'm just doing the dishes tuning out and then all of a sudden you start humming along to something and then you go, wait, is that in the world yet? No, it's not. Okay, that's something I just came up with then and let's just start working on that. Um, but That made me think, what about, didn't, didn't Let's Be Still for you, did that start by like a motel pool? Yeah, in, in Marfa, Texas. We had a day oh, off. We had a day off. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. Marfa, okay. Yeah. I just love that that visual, you know, of just like, were you in a bathrobe? Because that's what I that's what I am picture it as. I think I was. That's amazing. I think I was. Yeah. White terry cloth. It was it was one of those yes. like motels that Barefoot. where you feel like like no one's gonna see you. I mean, it's, I don't know if you've ever been to Marfa, Texas, but it's a pretty uh, small population of people. Um, yeah, and it was just sort of it was you know another thing too is that where I feel like there's a very noticeable pendulum swing like that was a very stressful tour long and then it was just like day off very like marfa there's like there's just a lot of stimulation to very little stimulation and then i feel like that's typically when something seems to have a chance to like peek its head out yeah i also i also think the being if i'm watching like a music documentary or at a show um, and I mishear lyrics. I always mishear lyrics. <laughs> then I transcribe that, you know, like in the notes on my phone as completely wrong. And then that will like spur a new idea. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you know, um, so mishearing is also like, uh, you know, motivating. <laughs> that's so interesting. Wow. I, Oh my gosh! I mean, I've been doing that a lot lately because of the masks and everything oh, too. Yeah. I always try to like reverse engineer. You start writing your book right now, dude. Yeah, right. All the time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I have so many more questions, but just my 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 last one to end on. I I, I was um, I think I saw this on Twitter. Someone said, and and I agree that you really seem to reinvent yourself with every new album. Uh, is it hard to strike a balance between evolving creatively while still staying true to all the fans that have, you know, been with you all this time and, you know, love everything that came before? How do you strike that balance? For me, the secret is to never think about that. Because <laughs> that's a good answer. The first record happened to have been what we had written then. But that first record could also have been any single thing in the world. I think it's it's our we are filters, <laughs> these people in this band, we are filters. And I think it's the filtration of what comes in and then out of us that is the makeup of, of, of the choices we make. So we are still the same filters. There's just different ideas generating. 
So I trust. I just trust the the filtration system, which is the head and the heart. To that is what people are drawn to. It doesn't. It's not necessarily. Was it acoustic, electric, produced, stripped? It's where it's just the filtration system. I think so. I don't ever really think about what the fans are going to do or not do, um, because I don't know that I could necessarily. I don't know that if I did, it would make my songs any better. Mm. So I don't really know what you're supposed to do with that. I mean, you just kind of like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jerry? Yeah, I think I think um, yeah, being attentive to the filtration system is really <laughs> important, and I think never that- said that before in my life. So, <laughs> you know, uh, Jordan, it really comes down to filtration system. You know, it's uh, it's um, sorry, the old cliche. Yeah, the old cliche, uh, the old we, adage. You know, I think I think that you know it it, it totally, and it it comes down to like. For me, I think like we're we're a beast of collaboration where we've maintained, you know, we established the foundation of being a democratic band, and there's more than one song. There's multiple songwriters in this band, so it's kind of a a very unique beast and dance, you know, of of collaboration and kind of being harmonious. And it's always that chase, you know, it'll forever be that chase of harmony. And I think that um, along the way, like we'll create, we'll produce an extension of the filtration system. Uh. Well, I, I do feel like one thing to add is like, I feel like one of Charity's roles, which I thought this is what you were actually going to get at. Um, yeah, yeah. Was like, I feel like some of, some of be, because I actually am so blind to that necessity that you, that your, your initial question, which I think is a great question. Um, I think because I'm so blind to it, like I, I probably would not do as well with, of actually staying true to fans if I didn't have people around me like Charity, who is very good at sensing when she's like, cool, I see where you're going, that's great. But this other thing is also great. And it 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 it's in a realm that feels like us, that feels like the next thing to do. And so I'm very fortunate to have all of us were very fortunate to have that type of barometer. And um she just has a sense about her that is kind of it doesn't like necessarily give you lines to stay inside of, but I think Charity's very good at like um, sensing or, or guiding, keeping things sort of on a path, because I'm, I'm bound to just mow like freaking <laughs> figure eight. <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, you're like such a craftsman, you know, like, like, like you, you are in, in the weeds, you're in the, you know, you're, you're just, head down, crafting, 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 you know, I think, you know, which is like really inspiring. And I think that, that I'm like, you know, envisioning kind of like how things are fitting and, and to me, authenticity and what's the best thing that we can do is, is do something that is an extension of our authentic selves. And um, so the more that we kind of, are like stepping into that the like it doesn't matter what genre what sound what you know um something is categorized as or fits into it's just it will be that's to me that's paramount uh, it's just from the the lines that you're the roles that you're both delineating it sounds like you need both the head and the heart mm, nice <laughs> oh, 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 i'll go God. i'll go now i'll go now yeah, you know you know it's crazy no one's ever done that before <laughs> Really? Oh my god! All right. I mean, well, you know, it's true. It's like it, it's 
It's, I mean, that is 100% true. <laughs> it's I mean, yeah, 100% I, I, accurate. That wasn't, I, I hadn't had that written down, I promise. But I, uh, <laughs> oh, anyway, sorry, I had to. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness, Jonathan Charity, thank you. So much for your 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 time, your insight, and most importantly, your music. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so very much. Likewise. Thank you very much, Jordan. And we really appreciate uh, you taking the time to do this. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Studio, a production of iHeartRadio. For more episodes of Inside the Studio or other fantastic shows, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.